yes, I have my own connection and I still do my own connection to spirit, but just in the fact that now I'm not afraid of the religion, you know, that she holds so near, that's kept her alive for so long because she has such faith. And when we have faith, we know that we're in devotion and we know that there's something greater than our own body. It, it changes our lifespan. It, it helps us to really, there's so much to be said about it. You know, that's why I chant Jopji every morning. And, you know, that's why I, I, I created the angels and I called them in in every single Reiki session because I know that there's something greater out there that's helping us all heal. You're listening to the Sovereign Society Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and my greatest passion is to help you transform your doubt into the courage you crave to activate your thriving business from the inside out. As a Kundalini business mentor, speaker, and modern medicine priestess, I believe the world's ready for your medicine more than ever. By embracing all facets of our human experience, we have the power to cultivate a conscious tomorrow today. Every Wednesday, I gather some of the greatest leaders, teachers, and revolutionists of our time to talk about all things social justice, personal empowerment, and what it takes for you to uplevel your business and life. It's time for more good people making good money, doing great things in the world. Best believe this is the place that's going to take you there. If you're ready to unleash your medicine and revolutionize the world as we know it, I invite you to dive in and join us on this wild ride. Satnam and welcome to a new episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina Riccio, and I'm so excited to be sharing with you another authentic conversation with another boss babe here. And I've got today on this episode, my girl, Fern Olivia, and this woman and I have been friends for years now, and it's been so amazing to witness her journey and to see her evolution and just to see her activating her power more and more and more. And it's just been so inspiring to be able to, to bear witness to a friend that's doing it and she's following her path, her truth, and unapologetically doing it in a way that feels right to her. And She's been on this nomadic life for a couple, for a while now, and she's been going to a lot of these different energy vortexes and sacred sites around the world and just really activating herself. And the last time I saw her, she was um, in LA we went to Satnam Fest and we just like dropped in for like two hours, just like shooting the shit and just talking truth about what we're experiencing. And she's been living in Osorio, Costa Rica. And so for her to come back to the States, it was just really cool to see her evolution and how she is and where she's at and what all of this is leading her to share. And so if you don't know who Fern Olivia is, she is the thyroid whisperer, truly. She's created this really powerful company called Thyroid Yoga, and she is an intuitive thyroid health expert. And she's been able to share from experience. And I know for me, I think this is how I like first found her years ago was about thyroids. And it's something I've been really 
uh, working on a lot lately and also stepping into more of my own power of speaking my truth and being in the space where we can really, you know, just show up unapologetically in with that power so that we can really just heal ourselves and, you know, be in this space of vitality and to help other people find their truth and become healers of their own life. And this is a huge part of what she does. And so she's got her thyroid yoga trainings. She's founded Nasora Wellness Guide, which is a luxury holistic wellness concierge for travel in Costa Rica. And again, she created the thyroid yoga method and the Cosmic Truth Energy School. And so she's helping so many people just really heal themselves. And this is what this time is. This is a time of like deep healing, being able to honor the lineage and to be able to look back on our own journey and to see how far we've come. And so in this episode, we talked a lot about, you know, our glandular system and thyroid health and the power of travel and, you know, how we can really use social media for connection, authenticity, as well as something that I've been really passionate about. I'm hosting today's my first session I'm doing tonight. So if you're listening to this before 6 p.m. Pacific time on Wednesday, the 30th, you still have an opportunity to join us. All you have to do is visit sabrinariccio.com slash breaking free and you can sign up, but this is going to be an eight, a six week journey that we're going on to really break free from societal and religious conditioning. And this is a huge thing that Fernand and I talked about in this episode. And so go check it out. If you want to join us, if you want, you can join us last minute if you want to jump on, but this is a time for us to really overcome those challenges. And we talked a lot about this in this episode alongside, you know, like the ancestral and past life trauma and how we can overcome these health conditions that that we are experiencing simply by just claiming our power. And my favorite topic I've been talking about with so many people is just really transcending the false light and the importance for us to like really embrace darkness and sadness because these are components that make us human. And I feel like there's just been so many spiritual teachers and leaders out there that are kind of ignoring speaking up on that. And then if you're a listener who's in that space, there can be judgment and on yourself about like, well, shit, I'm not there yet. And so we want to let you know, like you have total permission to be human and to feel what you're feeling. You've been hearing me talk about this for weeks, if not months, since I got back on social media and this is something I'm still running with. This is something I still believe is an important thing to talk about. So the fact that I got to talk about this with Fern in this episode means so much to me because I'm not going to be, I'm not going to stop talking about it because I want you to know, like I, we see you, we know what you're going through. And if you're in the shit, like, you know, just trust that what's unfolding and how it's unfolding. And so with that, I just want to read a quick review that her joyful rising left my girl, Rachel over on iTunes. And she wrote transformative and real. I found Sabrina on this podcast a little over two years ago, and I've been an avid listener since this podcast is vulnerable, real and transformative. It has been a beautiful tool for my own growth and healing. And I look forward to every episode. I'm so thankful that Sabrina is following her Dharma and is sharing her medicine with the world. We are all better for it. Rachel, I love you so much. This is a woman who's been an alumni of Thrive, which is also coming back in February after I write this book. So I'm diving into writing the book. That's literally my focus is breaking free and writing this book right now. So 
buckle up because lots of shifts are going to be happening over here. And I thank you for being on this journey. Thank you for subscribing and leaving your reviews and ratings on iTunes and sharing with your friends. And even if you're listening on other podcast platforms, I appreciate you and so grateful you're on this journey with me. So without further ado, this is a time for you to reclaim your innocence. And this is where Fern and I get real deep here. And so prepare yourself, get ready and enjoy. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Sovereign Society podcast. I'm really excited because I have my dear sister, Fern Olivia, here. And I just am so grateful because she's in Portugal right now as we're recording this. This is like what I love about the work that we do is that like you can be a digital nomad and just travel around and answer the call and 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 follow suit and to really just go out there and serve. And I had the pleasure of hanging out with this woman at Satnam Fest this year. And it was like what I needed because Fred and I have been friends for years now. I don't even remember like how we met, but we've been friends for so many years. And it's been so fun to watch how she's just continuously answering the call and and following her truth and the guidance with so much faith. And I don't know, it's just so inspiring. And I just appreciate you so much, woman. So thank you for taking the time to set yourself up to have this conversation. Oh, I feel so seen. And thank you so much. I, I the moment that I even heard of you or knew of you. I don't, I think it was from our friend, our mutual friend, Alison Charles. I think, I think that's how the initial buzz about the work that you were doing, um, that, that you're doing came into my, my field. And yes, I just, I'm so grateful to be here today and to, to be sitting in Portugal, talking to you and seeing your lovely face and, and just, and being able to share this message, whatever comes through, whatever transmissions come through. I'm just so excited to be here. Oh, the feeling's mutual. And before all of my calls with my with my guests, I always tune in. And it's so fun when I get to tune in with another Kundalini yogi and just to like share that together. Even Bud's like letting himself know that he's here. He's like playing, of course, with the most the noisiest toy. Oh. <laughs> but come here. It was his birthday yesterday, yeah, his birthday. so he's just eight like, years, right? yeah, eight years. Yeah. And so it's just been, I think, you know, and a lot of us are in this like really powerful journey right now as we're creeping up to 2020. I mean, I would love to hear mm. what you're feeling coming into a new decade and this new space and, and what's, what's kind of been the message for you lately. Mm. The message, I'm getting a couple different downloads right now. The messages that are coming through is one is community and collaboration. We are still in this Aquarian mindset where we are all rising together and sharing our beautiful voice about vocalizing our truth, self-expression, self-liberation, and supporting our sisters and also our brothers. Men are rising and we're like... Ooh, it's so, it feels Ugh, so like I feel I like my womb, this celebration of the masculine and, and this movement of, of collaborating, of cohesiveness, of convergence. These are all words that are just in my, in my mind right now. I'm just like seeing them across like a movie screen. And I think this decade that we're approaching and this whole 
this whole shift is going to be very powerful if we allow ourselves to fully step into the truth, the word truth, the truth that we um, have been born to live. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I feel like with these last weeks, like there's been a lot of opportunity for us to purge, you know, mm. and to really release yeah. what what isn't uh, what's not in alignment anymore. And how are we like really preparing our sacred vessels? Because, you know, there's been such this movement of the rise of the divine feminine and the call for like Mary Magdalene and mm. more and more education about you know, like, how do we continue to understand that the earth is a feminine essence and, you know, mm -hmm. we're healing her and we're also coming together of, like you said, healing more of that compassion and the, and more of the feminine essence while also making sure that we have not the pendulum just swinging so far in one direction. Cause we also mm -hmm. have to make sure that, there's also like we are both masculine and feminine and the, the the masculine is also healing and purging and tapping into their divine feminine essence while also healing their masculine energies. So I would love to hear what you're seeing, mm. like traveling to all these different places. I mean, you've been living in Asora, Costa Rica, and now you've been traveling around. So what are you seeing as you travel with men and women um, wherever they identify as to what's what what you see in other places other than what's been seen in the States or, you know, just around the world. What are you seeing? I love these questions. OK, so what I've been seeing around the world and especially in, in Costa Rica where I live, first of all, people are very liberated there. It's a different energy than the matrix energy of the United States, which is where I'm from. And we are very, in Costa Rica, we are very much about nature and connected to the feminine energy. And it's beautiful because even the men have this feminine sense about them where they are so connected to flow and surrender and their heart, their heart chakra. Many men in Costa Rica, they just have this beautiful, open, receptive heart and a support of mama nature and of, of the feminine as women as well. Very just like lion energy, like this, this, like I can hold the world, the strength and also the softness. And I've actually seen that a lot in Portugal too, which is one of the reasons I've been called Portugal. I was just, I'll talk about Greece too, because I was just in Greece and then also Mallorca, all very coastal places, coastal regions are very feminine because we've got the water, which is a feminine element. Mm -hmm. And what I have noticed here is this warmth and this release of fear that is this in the States. I've noticed men and women both carry around this fear because yes, there are constantly things you're hearing about in the news that are scary. And if you tune into that vibration, they will make you like hunch forward and try to protect yourself. Though here in Europe, where I've been traveling, and then also Latin America and Costa Rica, there's no, there's no army. People aren't like on edge all the time that there's going to be something happening that's going to take them out of, out of fantasy world into like something. You know, we live a very present life in Costa Rica, and also in Portugal. I've noticed people are very, oh my gosh, they're very 
calm and flowing and warm and giving and generous. And not to say that people in the United States aren't like that. You definitely find that. Though in generalization here, it's this like this energy of synchronicity, flow, magic, all of the things I love in my life, which is why I've been called to these places. Because in these places, to tap into the cosmic world, the astral world, our true nature, because we're not being um, constantly hit and bombarded with those other messages that take us away from our true essence. We're, we're not so distant from God and ourself because we can tap into it. The veil is so thin, they like to say in Costa Rica, in Osara especially, it's a vortex. Same with the places I've been going to in Greece, in Portugal, there's there's ley lines that cross and the available energy there is so strong, you're able to tap into source energy, manifestation energy so powerfully. And I'm being called to go to these sites because there's a deep availability to receive messages and also to heal my own lineage. And then in healing the microcosm, you heal the macrocosm. So tapping into what in the feminine, what in feminine energy, what in, in goddess, you know, what are, what are we healing as a collective? And I'm just getting downloads when I just, I, I open myself to receive those downloads when I go to these places. Yeah, I know for me, like uh, traveling is such a passionate part of my life and being able to get out of my comfort zone in a way and being actually I find myself more comfortable out of the United States than I do in the United States because there's liberation. Yeah, totally. And I mean, for me, like my my mom is first generation American and I was raised by my grandparents who were immigrants, you know? So something for me has been always very connected to the ancestral, my ancestors in, in Italy and other places. And a part of me feels like 2020, like I'm being called to go to sacred sites myself. Like I'm really just in this space of surrender and trusting that you know, to answer the call because I haven't traveled as much in the past couple of years as I would have liked um, ever since buying my house in Joshua Tree. But now I'm like, I don't want to be holding myself back anymore because I know when I go to these sacred sites, I come back activated and I come and I'm able to serve. And like you said, the inner is creating the outer. So it's like we have to start taking responsibility for our lives and trusting You know, like if we're being called to go to this certain space, like there's something there that we are here to uncover. And there's if we're all made out of this, if we're all made from energy, like there's there's places here and we have to think outside of the box because there really is no box. And so every time I see you just like traveling in new places, I'm just so excited for you because I know like you're coming back stronger. And like I said, when I saw you at Sat Nam Fest, I could feel this massive shift from when I last saw you. Because um, the last time I saw you before that, you were in Costa Rica, but we were both at Sahara's uh, book launch. Oh, right, yeah. And that was the last time I saw you before that. And I could tell like this time, like you were so grounded and I could tell you were like, wow, this is like such a shift of a difference of living in Nosara and then coming back to the States and seeing what's going on too. So it's been really awesome to see how activated you are right now, just like listening Mm. to your truth and listening to that guidance and just knowing that 
there are things being uncovered so that you can continue to be a stronger leader. Wow. Thank you for that clairvoyance. That feels, it feels so good to be seen, you know, and I do feel that too, that groundedness that I didn't feel when I lived in LA or even the first time when you had seen me at the book launch, I'd only been in Costa Rica for about a month. I think I had just gone and then came back and now I feel this sense of self and a sense of belonging within myself and then also in the world. Like I know my purpose. I know for a fact what I'm meant to do on this planet. And within that gives me a sense of security. You know, it takes away the scarcity. It takes away the fear because you know that you're being guided. And when I receive those intuitive downloads, like go to a certain place because you're going to find something or someone that guides you along the path. I think of this life as an experiment, you know, like you're just constantly being guided. And if you listen, something awesome happens. And if you don't listen, you don't show up for that opportunity. You miss something that has amazing potential. And we might not get that chance again because that person, mm-hmm. that experience, when they say it is once in a lifetime, I really truly believe that there are some, some little hints along your path path thing that can change your forever and it's up to you to be ask and declare yourself like am I really free am I sovereign and yes we have free will to take opportunities and the only one who can give you your freedom is you and that's what I've learned over the past year two years in living in Costa Rica but especially the last year I've had the biggest shifts is realizing that I create my own freedom or I create my own prison. And, you know, do I want to be trapped in an autoimmune condition and feeling sorry and like stuck somewhere? No. And I mean, I went through that for years and now it's like, okay, I have the permission to live a healthy life and a beautiful life. And even if it means, you know, sometimes being uncomfortable or being at the edge of uncertainty with my bank account, you know, it's like, I rather live that way than feel stuck in someplace I don't want to be. And that is one of the things that has created the most sense of groundedness for me, because even though I'm in uncertainty, I'm in full certainty. It's a, it's a paradox, but it, it makes, for me, it makes so much sense. No, I love it. And like, cause I saw that, were you having a thyroid issues again recently? I did. It's actually funny because I mean, I say that I'm healed. We all are healed. We just have to believe it. But I was in New York. I was seeing someone recently and when it ended, I went through sadness and I, I went into binge eating, which is a problem that I wouldn't say it a problem, but I would say it's a habit that I helped to heal myself through Kundalini yoga and also through cleansing. I do these liver cleanses and detoxes. And every time when I, when I really clear out my liver, I clear out the candida and the the parasites and all those things that make you crave certain foods and also have those emotions with it. So I clear those out. I clear those out. And I thought it was like, I'm done with emotional eating. I'm done with sugar. I'm done with, you know, all the things. And when I, when the relationship ended, I had this sadness and this disappointment within my heart of like, oh, this could have been it. I wanted so long for this to be it. You know, you, you know, you write down on paper what the perfect 
partner could be like. And I did all the manifestations and all the full moon rituals and called in a Kundalini Yogi. And I was like, this is it. I finally did it. This is it. And there was a huge disappointment when, when the alignment just wasn't there in the end. And so I emotionally ate. And, um, if you're listening and and this happens to you too, I, I completely just, I'm there for you because it's the hardest thing to overcome women. We have such a, a tendency with food, especially to, to soothe ourselves. And I know how to soothe myself. There's Kundalini mantras. There's, you know, there's meditation, there's self Reiki, there's self pleasure, there's, uh, baths, there's infrared sauna, there's long walks on the beach. There's so many things when I was turning to chocolate at night and my coconut ice cream and cookies and the sugar for me throws my thyroid right out of balance. So it's sleep, it's sleep patterns and nutrition. That's mainly, um, at least for my body, because with the sugar, it'll start to create imbalance in my microbiome and then also affect my liver and my adrenals. And so my thyroid just for a couple weeks was off. I don't take any medication. So I'm really able to see instantly what is going on in my body and I can fix it very quickly. Um, so I noticed that I was gaining weight. I was feeling puffy. I was feeling lethargic. I'm still getting through that now because it takes just a couple weeks of binging on sugar can completely shift your microbiome and completely shift your liver and completely shift things. So, um, I healed myself very quickly and I'm very grateful for Kundalini yoga because I was able to just like, okay, I know the Kriyas to get through addiction. I know the Kriyas to work on my navel center. I know the Kriyas because if you reset the navel center, you reset those cravings and you, you really- well, especially because you're people don't understand the navel center has 72,000 yeah, nerve endings there too. Exactly. All your nadis are there. All your yeah. are there. And that's where you speak. That's your confidence. That's your power is your navel center. So, and that affects your thyroid 100 it's just direct channel so yeah so my thyroid definitely got out of balance i even felt like my neck just felt it doesn't feel that way anymore but it felt like like i had goiters it just felt stiff and then bubbly and the moment i stopped those sugar cravings and things that was creating a disharmony in, in my body i immediately shifted and my thyroid now feels amazing and it just took that very simple, just like to have awareness and to get myself back in balance. And years ago, I wouldn't have known that before I got deep into this work. I wouldn't have known the energetics of it and the reason I was I was having that. And I also think that because there was a misalignment there and I wasn't fully able to, I did express myself eventually, but there were moments where I was just kind of just like, Ooh, like that didn't sit well with me. And it was always a test to speak up. And when, whenever we speak up in a relationship, a work situation, a friendship client, we have the opportunity to speak up and speak our truth in a very articulate, graceful, dignified way that's very healing and it doesn't create tension around our thyroid, around our throat. But when we hide our emotions and we kind of like stuff things down, it literally creates inflammation here. Um, and that's, we feel that energetically and over time, over time, it can create a chronic condition. The manifestation of an emotional energetic will eventually over time manifest into a physical if we don't clear it. 
Well, it's just been interesting how thyroid has been such a major topic lately. You know, Mm. I've, when I go to acupuncture, my acupuncturist is always like, oh, your thyroid. And right now I'm doing like a parasite flush and I've worked, I'm working with like an herbalist and she's made me like an AM and a PM tincture to help give me energy because my energy has been so low. And then at nighttime to like help me wind down, strengthen my nervous system, adrenal fatigue, like a lot of these things that, you know, I think as we continue to like understand who we are. We are coming to terms with these uh, situations that we probably weren't aware of that were affecting us. But this is the time for us to come into our wholeness and the time for us to be in that space where we are fully present. And if we keep having these issues with these parts of our bodies and the, the adrenals, especially, and just the overall endocrine system. It's it's a massive thing that hasn't really been talked about, you know, until very recently. And I, I appreciate you being someone who's pioneered and talked a lot about thyroid health, because as I've said, like I've had issues with um, hypothyroid. I know a lot of my girlfriends have after they gave birth and Mm -hmm. it's just been a whole journey that, you know, we're, we're finally talking about these glands that were ignored for so long and the, and the importance that they actually have. They're huge. And, and I love how openly you share about what you've been cleansing and, and doing to heal your body, because a lot of times, and this is another uh, thing I've noticed and, and you've noticed as well is that a lot of people, we, we look like we have this fantasy life on Instagram. However, there's things going on in our bodies that we need to talk about. And when you talk about it, it liberates it and it comes mm-hmm. to the surface and then we can cleanse it out. Um, and I, when I wrote that post about my thyroid, here's what happened to my thyroid. It, it overwhelmingly did so good do so well that people, you know, were very, they reacted very positively because I'm human too. And, and our bodies go in and out of balance, in and out of balance. And our, our thyroid is our check engine light. So it's basically saying, Hey, there's something in the body that is, um, not running the way it should. And I'm just going to alert you, alert you, alert you until you listen. And with, with conventional medication, allopathic medication, Western medication, it's basically shutting down that check engine light and kind of putting a bandaid on it rather than fixing what is actually going on in the body. And the glandular system is very intricate, though it's very commonly, um, you know, there's very common corrections that just help reset the whole system. Kundalini yoga, for sure. Uh, clearing and cleansing the microbiome with parasite cleanses, liver flushes, um, uh, enemas, colonics. There's def- there's definitely ways that we can that are not like one size fits all for sure it's not one size fits all but there's just you know resetting the bio the the microbiome um, and then strengthening the digestive system and navel kriyas and glandular system kriyas every kundalini kriya works the glandular system so we have these tools ready for us to embrace and to bring in our lives and that's something that yeah that my, I really just wish to, to, to give to the world is yet yeah, like, yes, we can do this. We don't need to be at the mercy of a medical diagnosis to feel better. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been such the blessing of 
living during this wild time in history too, because it's kind of like we have both spectrums right now, but the light wins. And the more that we allow ourselves to be vulnerable about our journey and not feel like, you know, like, oh, well, social media has one viewpoint of what life is, but this is actually the truth of what I'm going through. Like, Yesterday, I experienced like 10 kundalini activations because I'm doing this parasite flush that it's like, yesterday was really intense for me. I didn't even know if I was going to be able to sit and have this conversation today because I was having kundalini activations that started in my sleep. And twi- twice when I was on the table at my acupuncturist, and then even again, like this morning, you know, and it's because I'm I'm taking initiative to to clear through the blocks that are preventing my life force from fully being embodied. And this is, this is what we do when we do this work. And it's, it's not for the faint of heart, you know, and it's, it is a commitment and that commitment, it's about like, I'm going to cry right now. You're committing to this because you know what's on the other side and you know, you're here to serve And you know you're here to help people find themselves. And so sometimes that process requires us to do like the things that people don't talk about often or are afraid to really share their truth of like, hey, like admitting what they've been doing. Like, hey, like I've had a problem with emotional eating and I'm taking responsibility for it. You know, it's more than just this like perfect cookie cutter life that so many people think we have that we post on social media, which was a huge part why I took four months off, you know, over the summer and just really was like, I, you know, like if I'm going to be here to serve, like I'm here to be transparent about what I'm experiencing. So people don't put me on a pedestal. And just so people understand that I see you, I totally understand what you're going through and you're not alone on this journey. And I feel like you do that too. Yeah, that's, it's so important for me. And another thing is I love, I ask questions on my stories and I, I talk, everyone that sends me a message, I respond to. And it's, for me, that's the interaction is the whole point of it. You know, it's not to create this, this, uh, fake reality of what my life looks like. You know, I, I really just, the pictures I take are the real pictures. I don't architect them. They're just like, everything is, everything is real. And you know, the, the, what I write, I put so much energy and intention into channeling the message that I know the world wants to hear in that moment. And my intention always with social media is how can I be of service? And my purpose in life is to inspire others to be free and to live a life of liberation and freedom of expression and to remind ourselves that we all can live a life like this, regardless of how we were raised, regardless of the financial situation, regardless of the health situation, like we can set ourselves free. We have that power and some paths are easier than others, but there's no, you know, there's no, uh, you know, someone will say, Oh, that path looks easier. That path looks easier, but it's, it's really, it's going to be difficult regardless. Like we're all going to have stressors. We're all going to have issues with our health at some point. But the the beautiful thing about Instagram and social media and the community is that 
we are able to create friendships and bonds that help us all raise our vibration together. And, you know, even if it's just a simple quote that someone posts and then I share it between a friend, it's like that can totally uplift a day. Some seeing someone's post and being like, wow, I'm going through that too. Look at her. She's overcoming it. And this is how she's doing it. When I see other women going through thyroid and hormone imbalance and, you know, issues with emotional eating or, you know, getting through a breakup or getting through a life transition and I see how they're doing it and I just send them a DM and I'm like, oh my gosh, sister, I see you. It's true. She does do that. I do that. I do that. I'm like, sister, I see you. Like, I love you. And it's like, I am here for you. And I write, even people I've never met, I just write to these women and I'm just like, like, thank you so much for sharing your message. And when I've received messages like that too, it totally uplifts my day. And I sometimes get them in that moment. Like I'm about to go get like a big bar of dark, dark chocolate. There's nothing wrong with dark chocolate, by the way, but sometimes I binge on it. So I'm about to like grab that bar of dark chocolate and a spoon of almond butter. And like all of a sudden my Instagram pops up notification. And I get this message from a dear sister who I've never met across the world being like, your message is so inspiring. I love the work you're doing in the world. And I'm like, that's like just the love my heart needed. I don't need the chocolate anymore. Like all I needed was that moment of feeling embraced, like a hug. And I, we can give that to ourselves. I can totally self massage myself up, but there's that moment of that's like, Oh, that feeling of being a belonging and knowing that we're all in this together. And that's what social media for me, that's what, what it, what it really comes down to is that connection that we can support each other and, and really heal from a heart space and heal from this like deep, yeah, this deep love that we're all looking for. That's the whole, you know, why else do we put a heart next to the photo? It's like, we all just want that love to remind us. Yeah. Like we're, we're there, you know? I mean, there's no accident why we chose to incarnate during the beginning of the Aquarian age, too. You know, where we are the bridge from the Piscean to the Aquarian. The Piscean, if you think about it, was so war driven and we still kind of have remnants of that because people are afraid to take the leap of diving deep within and healing themselves because we all know that. This is what I'm passionate about with Kundalini Yoga is the power of the lower triangle and how that that dictates our physical reality the ages of zero to about 23 like if there's trauma and things that are still running the show from those ages that is what's going to affect the way you see the world into adulthood and once we get to the heart that's the bridge that connects us to the upper three chakras which represents our spiritual reality that to me is like my favorite thing about Kundalini Yoga, and I'm really passionate about helping people heal the lower triangle because think about it, these people that are more in the in the in the war mindset or you know, the conflict mindset, ask them how their childhood was. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Ask them, ask them, ask them if they felt like they were seen as a child. Ask them if they felt like they could express themselves. The big boys don't cry complex that so many of these quote unquote leaders have been programmed to believe in. And so then we come in this new wave and we're working on on cleaning up the mess. Of course, it's about doing that work ancestrally because, you know, it's how how were our parents, our grandparents, our great grandparents, seven generations before us, like 
what were the ways that they were told that what it means to be human? We are the ones that are bridging and cleaning up the mess to prepare for the generations to come to really implement the Aquarian age. Yes. Oh my goodness. That is, it's, it's, that's exactly sums it up. And we are, we're healing our future generations and there's so much, you know, I have just so much praise and what I've seen for um, men and women that are really clearing ancestral wounds and traumas in their own selves, in their communities, and also everyone doing the inner child work. I mean, that's what it really comes down to, too, is speaking to that inner child within us that was told, like, big boys don't cry or big girls, whatever that line is, don't cry. Or, you know, that, that we can't express our emotions and talking to that little child that was told in the car, you know, children should be seen and not heard or, you know, yelled at at school for being the one who always knew the answers or was, was talking all the time in class and really talking to that little child and saying like, no, 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 your voice is precious and we need you. And I'm sorry for calling you, you know, chubby or whatever it was that we said to ourselves in the mirror at whatever age and say, no, you are perfect and you are so special and beyond magnificent and so worthy for all of your desires. And, and then what I, when I went to Delphi in Greece recently, I didn't know why I was being sent to Greece. My soul called me there, actually an intuitive, a multidimensional channel at Sound and Silence Festival. Her name is Caroline. She he came over to me several times. I have to tell you this information. I have to tell you this information. And I was like, what? She's like, my guides keep telling me you need to go to Delphi. And I was like, uh, okay, well, I've never even heard of Delphi. I don't even know what that is. Um, and she said, you need to go. So when the relationship I was in recently ended, and I already had planned to go to Portugal, it's like, well, you know what? I'm just going to go to Greece right before Portugal. It makes perfect sense. And so I got to Greece and I first went to a retreat center where I'm going to have a very special energy school retreat in, in May, 2020. And I said, okay, I'm going to visit this retreat center. And then I'm, I'm going to get my, I don't know how I'm going to get to Delphi. I didn't realize how big Greek was and Greece was, and there's 1500 islands or something crazy that I didn't realize. I thought there was like um, Mykonos and Corfu I, and Crete. I didn't really know that there was like a million islands. And um, I'm like, how am I going to get to Delphi? I don't even know where I'm going to stay. Anyway, it all worked out beautifully. And so, so much synchronicity. And I get to the Oracle site. And then I'm like, wow, I know I am here. Wow. And I poured my moon blood on some of the sacred. I got my moon nine days early and it was so perfect because I was going to the site of the Oracle and Athena's temple and finding these trees and burying crystals. And I was doing all the, you know, my heart was just calling me to do this ritual, do this ritual here. Um, and I realized that there was a lot of shame and trauma around religion in my lineage and mm. just feeling the connection to the goddesses and to the sacred. I would go to monasteries and just look at Mary Magdalene and start crying and a feeling, just feeling myself, even just my presence there was healing my ancestral lineages. And then this was the most profound part of it, I think was 
I got called to a monastery, a Greek Orthodox monastery on one of my last days in Greece. And I thought, I was like, okay, I figured it out. I did all the work. This is why I was here. No. So I get to the monastery. I was pulled out of the crowd and received a blessing by the high priest. And I was just like, wow, one of my intentions has been to connect more with Christ consciousness energy. Since Mm. I do channel angels and I do channel and I can speak with Mary Magdalene, I'm just getting more, you know, interested in this energy. And here I am getting a blessing by the high priest in front of everyone. He pulled me out of the crowd and said in Greek to the woman I was with that I'm an angel. And all. I was like, whoa, <laughs> blown away, like totally seen and exposed. I was like, okay, wow. Um, and then I've always had this fear around religion. And in church, when I was a little girl, I would go to my grandmother's Presbyterian. I would go to church and just be like, oh my God, this is so fake. I don't know. Like, I don't know what, what this Jesus thing is. Like, I'm just kind of over it. I want to go home. I feel out of place. I don't know how to sing these hymns. I don't know what this is. And being in this Orthodox church, I was so, I was like, I felt scared. Like it was this feeling of like, wow, I don't know what's going on. I felt like that little girl again. And it's interesting. My mom's Jewish. My dad's Christian. They had a Buddhist wedding. They were, you know, interested in all religion, in all religions, but there was a part of me that just never felt like I belonged or I never got it. You know, mm-hmm. um, it, church always felt like some punishment for some reason. And that was the first time I felt like I felt so, be- it, it all comes down to the sense of coming home and belonging and the high priest recognized me, pulled me out of the crowd and gave me a blessing. And I wrote to my grandma after that, my 99 year old grandmother, who I haven't really connected with lately because I'm on this spiritual journey and I post pictures of myself in, you know, in the woods with my legs on the waterfall and just like being all feminine liberated. And she gets my emails because she wants to, she wants to be on my email list. So she gets them. And, um, but that's not her path. You know, her path is very conservative and, you know, following the church. And so I felt this disconnect. Like, I just don't know how to talk to her. And I'm plugging my phone in as we speak right now. So hold on one second. <laughs> Stay tuned. So um, I had felt like I didn't have this connection to my grandmother. Here we go. Okay, we are good. We are in power. Um, just not on the phone tower anymore. So I had this, like this disconnect from my grandmother. And then I wrote her an email the day after the monastery. And I said, grandma, you know, I've connected with my, my roots, my history more about the story of Jesus, of just understanding where I came from, you know, like where, where the lineage is. And my grandma sent me this tear-filled email of just how she was just so grateful that I wrote to her about this and that she was just like, I'm so happy your heart opened. And and here my grandma's 99. And I think that's the reason I went to Delphi to really heal my own lineage in a way that I never would have thought, you know? Oh, I do. Yeah. I mean, I remember my grandmother, she's going to be 22 in February. She's born on leap day. Um, So she's going to be 88. (laughs) And she had eight children. And she's very... Uh, like Jesus is her best friend. And yesterday, I, before I went to acupuncture, I was going to drop off Bud 
to her house so that I can go to acupuncture down the street. And she's like, oh, I'm not feeling well. And I remember like a couple months ago, I told her about how I've been strengthening my relationship with Mary Magdalene. And she was upset when I told her that Mary Magdalene and Jesus were lovers, you know, because it was that mm. that conservative, like, you know, and you oh, can't yes. change my book. I've got you can't. <laughs> yes. Yes. You can't change who they are. You know, like that's at that age. It's yeah. just like, OK, like you believe what you believe, but I'm going to be liberated in my truth of my connection to Mary Magdalene and how I'm. I grew up in Catholic school. Like I had to sit front row of church every weekend with my grandparents. Like, you know, I, I know what it's like. And so much of my journey lately has been to transmute the dogma, like the religious dogma, while also still paying reverence and respect to the teachings of Yeshua and Mary Magdalene. And I've always been connected to Mother Mary. Like my middle name's Maria. I remember wow. when I was in kindergarten, like... I, uh, I was mother Mary and like the play, you know, like the Christmas play. Wow. And that's been, that memory has been coming up a lot for me lately. So when you said you wanted to talk about Mary Magdalene, I was like, oh, bring it on. Like, you let's have the do this book? because do you have the, I have Magdalene manuscript. Yes, right yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That book changed my life. I've actually just, I told one of my friends, Evelyn, who was on my podcast twice, like girl, you need to read this book. And she told her whole audience that they all got the book. And I just think that's what's happening right now. It's like the, it's like the Magdalene initiates, you know? And I think that's how we're, we're working on bringing in more of the divine feminine essence and to understand that, you know, like it's been so patriarchal, so much, it's been so ran by the patriarchal system that like, that's been a huge part of the issue we've been witnessing is that there's been an imbalance energetically with what's going on. And so, so many of us who have been devoted to the spiritual journey and the healing path for quite some time now, we are, I feel like this is the next part of the initiation. You know, so many of my girlfriends have been really focused on the Christ Sophia energy, which I've been working with since like 2016. Um, and just really understanding that because growing up in Catholic school, it was like, oh, Mary Magdalene was the prostitute or like Mother Mary was the only feminine, you know, like essence figure that was ever really talked about. And there was always like the same thing with you, like that always felt like pieces were missing. And part of my healing journey has been about like, what is my truth? Like what actually resonates with me? And while still paying reverence for the way I was brought up, what resonates and what doesn't? And to allow myself to feel safe again, to, to trust of what that guidance is sharing with me. Yes. Oh, I love that you share that. It makes, it all brings so much yeah, sense to what I've been experiencing, the same, pretty much the same thing I've been experiencing as well. Yeah. So you're not alone. And I know a lot of women have been feeling it too and men, you know, and I think mm -hmm. like, I don't, I don't like the term feminist. Like, I don't, I don't like that term at all. Like, I like to see that the future is all inclusive. And I like to see that, yeah. you know, we, we can't just have the future as female because then we're just swinging the pendulum on the opposite oh, side. And we crazy. Need to, yes, because men, you know? men, men also have feminine energy and, yeah. and also it's, togetherness that's Aquarian and what does that say what does that say to these young boys and young men that are seeing that you know yeah. like that's a that's like not 
it's, it's not it's, empowering. It's, it doesn't benefit it's anyone. It's not empowering. And it's, yeah, it's exactly the two words I was going to say. It's not beneficial to our future. And it's not empowering to the truth that we have both of these masculine and feminine energies. Like we have to understand that both are required to come into wholeness. Yin, yang. Like there's a piece of that feminine inside the, the yang and there's a piece of the masculine inside the yin. And we have to understand that if we continue to go in this separateness, there's never going to be this opportunity for connection and wholeness. And so that's something I've been really passionate about and really coming to terms with and having conversations with my parents about, you know, and just that's been a huge part of my healing journey is like, what is my truth? Not for what my parents or my family or my upbringing or society has told. I'm like, I'm creating a whole program about this because it's like, we have to come into our wholeness and break free. Yeah, We have to break free from what is this conditioning that's kept us small. Yes, that's exactly it. It's, you know, that conditioning is so deeply ingrained in our subconscious that, you know, it is a breaking free. It's exactly that. It's coming out into our, you know, our innocence. And that's a big word that came up for me in in Greece too. It was so funny when the driver dropped me off at the Airbnb I I found in Delphi. Um, I was, I was crying. I was in tears when I got there because I was just like, angels, why did you send me here? I was going, still going through some sadness from the relationship. And, uh, it was really funny because I was just crying as I got to the house. Also a happiness. It was like tears of gratitude of angels. Like, I don't know what you did, but thank you for sending me here. Thank you for giving me the abundance to be able to afford this beautiful villa in the mountains overlooking the Delphi Valley. So I could do this healing work. Like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And the driver goes to me as he as he drops me off, he goes, you know, that Enigma song It's the complete Greek driver. He goes, you know, that Enigma song return to innocence. He's like, that is why you are here. Oh and my gosh. Like, and then the tears, like the floodgates open, you know, Jai Chan song, the Satnarayan with like, the, yes, the floodgates. I love her so oh, much. I love her so much. I've been listening to that song all day and I'm sending the, the I movie. know I've been blasting out her and Grayson so oh. much lately. And I had them on the podcast a couple of weeks I ago and I just, I love them. yeah, I just love them so much. Yeah. It's cool. It's, it's great to see more people our age, like speaking up yes. and, and paving. So many earth yes. Paving, paving that path. And I do believe that is our purpose. Like I like to remind people like our generation in particular, we're the last generation of what life was like pre and post the technology takeover. Wow. And we are, we are the bridge between the Piscean and the Aquarian age. Like this is where I feel like they call us the dark night of the soul generation Mm -hmm. because we are the ones that are doing the deep healing work to, to say it ends here. We don't need to continue to see this in the next generations. Like we're the most educated generation. We are, we're the ones that still have ancestors that like mine, my grandparents were first generation, my mom's first generation American. Like, you know, there's still a lot of these, like not too far out of our lineage of people who are still like honoring traditions in, in, in these ancient cultures and, 
and understanding like what resonates with these new times and what doesn't. And I don't know. It just feels like I think about that a lot. Like I'm a sociologist. Like it's, I went to school for marketing and sociology. So studying like groups of people, it just makes sense to me seeing what's unfolding and how this is happening. Um, and to be able to be someone who can lead and speak up and share and educate, you know, I feel like it's such a blessing every day. And the fact that I get to hold and create a container for people like you to share, like, to give people permission, maybe someone just needs that permission of like they want to, but they don't, they haven't really heard of someone else doing it, you know? And then we come on here and we share like, no, we're actually listening to this inner guidance because we know something bigger is unfolding from all of this. And we're being patient and we're reclaiming our innocence. And we are, and we are, we are healing ourselves and setting precedent for the generations to come. Yes, yes. So to me, like, that's where I just find my, I just count my blessings every day that I've been able to create a container like this podcast where I can have these genuine, transparent conversations with, with people who I love, I love sharing people's breakthroughs and their stories and letting those who are listening know that anything is possible when you put your heart and your soul and you trust your intuition and you have faith that what's unfolding for you is, is happening for you and it's not to you. And it's not even just for you, but it's for the collective because we're yes. all interwoven. That takes a lot of the pressure off too. When you're just like, this is happening, not just for me, but healing the collective. It gives us a sense of like, I'm not alone. And this isn't so bad. Like it's actually going to benefit humanity in some way. And you just have to trust the process yeah. of how that's happening and can to make sure in that, in that process unfolding that you're still honoring you. Mm-hmm. And it's okay if like you, you've been sharing so vulnerably, like I went through this breakup and I went through this emotional eating and to share that side too, which a lot of people on social media don't share, you know, like bringing in and infusing mm-hmm. the humanness that we all have our ebbs and flows and our ups yeah. and downs. And yes. And those ebbs give us strength and they give us the wisdom to be able to help other people flow. Absolutely. And it gives us permission to not have to have so much pressure and expectation to be perfect. And I like to ask Mm -hmm. everyone, and not just women, but everyone, instead of asking yourself the question when you look in the mirror or when you write on social media, how can I be more perfect? ask yourself the question, how can I be more free? How can I be more sovereign? How can I be more liberated? How can I be more expressed today in this moment? And it takes away so much pressure because I know when I look in the mirror very frequently, it's how can I be more perfect? It's how can I make my inner thighs more chiseled? It's how can I make my abs more, more defined and you know, it's, that's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. And when I look in the mirror and I speak to myself in a kind voice and I say, you are beautiful and thank you for doing this travel because it's freeing lineages who never thought it was safe to leave the confines of their country or their border because they weren't accepted in this other place, right? Like I'm stripping down those boundaries and 
borderlines and going places that, you know, my ancestors, who knows what countries they were from, but there were wars and there were, you know, it was not safe to be a witch, to be a good witch of, of this medicine and this intuition that my life is filled with. And I'm going to places and I'm going to like monasteries where in the past being a woman and doing the work that I do, I would have been hung. And I'm sure that it happened in a past life because, you know, thyroid condition many times energetically. I see this a lot in the, the clients that I work with. I do a lot of intuitive healing. They were hung in a past life. Yeah, intuitive healing. I can see it and I can sense it with women that we were strangled, hung, um, burned at the stake. I get shivers when I talk about it because I, I know that... I, I've done Akashic Record readings where I had a collar on my neck um, from a king and it was, oh, I feel it now. Um, that It really, it was something that it wasn't safe to be me. And it was like a very conditional type of behavior of how I had to live my life in this past not real fast. I just feel like that's why so many people have been afraid of speaking their truth yes. because- being who they were in past lives. Yes. They were persecuted yeah, for that. Huge. So that's a real big reason why energetically many women have had thyroid conditions. I've seen a lot with thyroid cancer and a lot with, you know, those who have had their thyroid removed. It's a repetition of a past lineage or a past life. And what really breaks my heart is that oftentimes Mm, excuse me, I even like I'm getting in my throat right now because I'm so sentient and clear sentient sensitive about that. But um, it saddens me because then the true issue, the energetic soul issue isn't taken care of. Many women address it after the surgery because they just didn't have that empowerment at the time or the, or it got to a certain stage, the cancer got to a certain stage. Address that on a soul level and do that soul healing before we get to that place of, oh, now it's stage, whatever, it heals the lineage and it heals that wound within us that was hung and is, is afraid of speaking because it's not safe. And when we, when we think about what's safe and what's not safe, we don't always know that that, that uh, mindset is from this lifetime. It's oftentimes from something beyond our comprehension that's just there on a soul level. And that's why I love the work that we're doing. And I love past life readings. I love Akashic records. I love, there's just so much truth to sometimes what we don't physically see. And that's a big missing link to the healing that I, I wish that I understood and that I knew and that I was open to when I was going through my symptoms. And um, it's one of the reasons now why I, I do intuitive reading. I did a psychic healing training and certification when I was in LA because I had this like this no, this knowing that I had to go deeper when I created thyroid yoga. And I it was in the beginning it was mainly physical with yoga asana and integrative nutrition and Chinese medicine. And then I was like, there's some missing links here. You know, like, of course mm -hmm. there's physical, of course we need to clean the liver. Of course there's, you know, specific herbs and, and yoga poses and kriyas, of course. Though there's this whole energetic component to healing, regardless if it's a thyroid condition, regardless if it's Lyme disease or, you know, something. There's 
there's a deep healing that we can achieve and, and find really nourishing to heal like Akashic records readings and, and past lives and, and, and energy work is so nourishing. We get this greater sense of clarity and empowerment that, I mean, it's so indescribable unless you try it, you know, you know what I mean? It's so, I do. So it's so therapeutic on a way that like our soul basically is just like, Oh, thank you. You know, like I, Thank you for finally going into this layer. This is what I need. I think something too with all of that is when I think about it, like both of my grandfathers had liver issues. One died of liver cancer, one died of throat cancer. And so when we look at the our lineage, if you know, if we have that connection with our ancestors, if we look at that lineage, we can see like the the signs yeah. that are telling yeah. us like, hey, these are the areas that have been kind of, um, I don't even say jeopardized, but these are the areas in our lives that have been more so like need a little more TLC. And they're showing us, our ancestors are showing us like, hey, these are like red flags in a way of like areas you can look at, you know, that can come into your wholeness and then you can help liberate them too, yeah. you know, based yes. off of what you're saying. And so to me, it's been like, I feel like living in San Diego and then moving back to be my grandmother's caretaker and now working on preparing myself to leave the desert again. Uh, I think I, I know like that's what my Saturn return was all about, was about like doing my deep inner childhood ancestral healing because I moved back to be my, my, my grandmother was, was dying of mad cow disease, second family member. And, um, just kind of, and she was my mom's mom. So obviously like I was in her womb, you know, and, and just understanding that, like having these these connections and starting to put the pieces together of our lineage of our ancestors and seeing like, okay, so this is kind of what's been unfolding. How do I choose to liberate, not just me, but the whole family and to rewrite the story for my bloodline, because it is in our DNA. We have the power to shift it. We have the power to really clear it. And during that clearing process, that's where the requirement of like taking care of yourself is a non-negotiable because you're clearing out energy, like dense energy. Yes. And I know, and you know, you're talking so much about like the liver and things. And like, I, anytime I do like those ionic baths, mm -hmm. like foot baths, like it's always showing like my liver and I've had gallstone issues. I'm working through like, where have I had repressed anger mm -hmm. from my childhood? You know, like so many mm -hmm. of our organs carry different yeah. emotions and different Disease, you know, like that's what I love about Louise Hay. Like you can heal your yeah, life. It's like she literally, yeah. I know she literally like pioneered. You know this the she really did. She like the Hay House, like and all of that, and just seeing like these are people who are answering the call. And sometimes we have to do those that really deep work. But there's a there's a bigger unfoldment that's happening, and we just have to remember to trust. We have to just know that time is on our side. Our community has our back. If you have the community that has this beautiful reciprocation of give and take, of an equal balance of give and take, 
and of support and of asking for help. And I don't know, like, I just feel like this decade was really challenging. It was a tough one. Coming into a whole new paradigm, this Aquarian age. And I know for me, like, oh, yeah, I had to navigate after being struck by lightning, too, and like go through that. But I know that like collectively, this has been a massive portal and wormhole for us to really just reclaim our truth and our power and to understand that there's so much more out there than the eye sees, you know, and we just had to continue to cultivate that healthy relationship with our pineal gland and our body and our truth and our connection to God, spirit, universe, and to understand the reasons why we chose the families that we did. Mm, yeah, the lessons, why we chose those, why we, why we, you know, and it, it gives us our power back when it's like, I chose to have a thyroid condition. I love giving my power to myself by saying I chose to have it rather than I'm a victim of this illness because I chose to have this condition in this body so I could get through, you know, for lineages, the repression of speaking my truth, the repression of abusive relationships where I felt like I couldn't express myself for the fear of being, you know, hung, stabbed, killed, whatever it was that now I have the power. What a gift, what a privilege it is that I get to come to my yoga mat for sadhana every morning at sunrise or close to sunrise. I have the permission to do these practices, to heal myself, to reclaim my power, to be witchy under the full moon, to be, you know, how, whoever I want to be at every moment. What a privilege, what a gift it is that I got to overcome a health condition that now I free the lineages that come after me and also the ones before me are all like singing when I am just like, I'm free. They're like, thank you for doing this for us. Like even my grandma now, my, my 99 year old grandma is like, you know, like she's proud. And I'm so lucky that I get to see that I didn't wait, you know, like I could cry. Like I'm so grateful that I didn't wait till after she passes to have this connection with spirit in the way that she has, because mm -hmm. yes, I have my own connection and I still do my own connection to spirit, but just in the fact that now I'm not afraid of the religion, you know, that she holds so near that's kept her alive for so long because she has such faith. And when we have faith, we know that we're in devotion and we know that there's something greater than our own body it, it changes our lifespan. It, it helps us to really, there's so much to be said about it. You know, that's why I chant Jopji every morning. And, you know, that's why I, I, I pray to the angels and I call them in in every single Reiki session, because I know that there's something greater out there that's helping us all heal. And it's just, you have to just trust your intuition and trust the unfoldment. And along the way, just, honor you, you know, and to also through that honoring of you, give yourself permission to look back on how far you've come and just be in that space of like appreciation and gratitude for committing to this journey. Yeah. It's this, this journey for everyone listening, if you're on this path and, you know, just know that it, it is, it is a 
of warriors. You need the heart of a warrior. The, the just like this this perseverance, but then also this like sweet softness of devotion and faith, and that will get you through miraculous or some sort of devotion that you come to daily. Will I mean that will carry you through those tough moments. Your nervous system will be so strong that even if you have those moments, you won't be shaken up by the anxiety. Or, you know, the, the fear that might surround you, you can really be that warrior with a golden heart that is the light, that is that beacon that is steady, that others can look to and be like, wow, thank goodness you exist because now I'm steady too. And the thing of the priestess is a priestess is someone who understands both the darkness and the light. Yes. And the darkness is so beautiful. I just realized when I was going through my sadness, I was trying to like stuff it down and just be like, I can't be sad. I can't be sad. I have an image, you know, I can't go. Yeah. That's, that's the false light that's, that's false. been and that's- trampling. That's been trampling over the collective that I have been so vocal about yeah. because then you're that. then you're disempowering what it means to be human. Like we need the stars shine the brightest in the darkest of nights. Yeah, we need the sadness needs to come up. Otherwise, we'll stuff it down and it'll it'll create more metastasize. Exactly. So I was inviting my sadness to dinner. I was sitting with it and like realizing, yeah, I did have disappointment. I did over romanticize it. I did. And I'm sad and I'm hurting. And, and what I did was I loved myself up more. You know, I took myself on a wild exploration. I mean, when I say wild, it doesn't mean I, I don't drink alcohol and I didn't have a lover, but I didn't do anything wild, but like wild is in that, like I, I booked myself a beautiful Airbnb in the cliffs with an infrared sauna that I just laid in every day and prayed. And I let myself cry and I lit candles and poured my moon blood under the, you know, you know, the sacred sites. And that for me was the way that I got through the sadness rather than stuffing it down and just frolicking around thinking everything was perfect. I let myself feel And that in itself is one of the biggest healing gifts we can give ourselves as, you know, as healing medicine women, as priestesses, as goddesses, whatever name we want to, you know, give ourselves. It's, it's so important to feel, to feel and to feel the pain and to feel the heartbreak and to feel disappointment. I mean, disappointment is something that I was taught never really to feel when I was younger. Like even, even if I, tell my mom I'm sad or I'm angry. Why, why you should be happy. You know, like there was always this just growing growing up. It was always like not really allowed to feel sad or to feel disappointed. It was like, no, just get over it, be happy. And now I've realized in the, in the most, most, I mean, I've only allowed myself to be, have those emotions in the past year before that I would just kind of like, hurry it up. And everyone would always know Fern is the one who's always happy and radiant. And I am 90% of the time happy and radiant, but I'm entitled now. I realize I'm like, I can be sad and I can, I actually need to show that on social media. I need to show that to the world. I need to be able to thank cry. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I need to be able to cry in public. And, and that's something that like, I, that's where real connection comes. Yeah. That's right. Where real it's like people comes. understand 
people understand like, wow, like she actually understands. She knows what it's like, like more than just this, like you said, this image that's being portrayed. It's like, wow, thank you for showing your humanness. And that's like I said, that's been the biggest thing that I've been so passionate about is just by sharing my humanness, because otherwise, if we are bypassing those those sad emotions, those lower emotions, or we are shaming ourselves for feeling what we're feeling, how do you like you're not you're gonna have to keep going through those lessons until you realize like the soul won't heal. The soul will just skip yes. over and the aura, the aura will still be, will still be tarnished. The aura will still have a hole in it unless we can physically admit and emotionally admit where we're hurting because then we open ourselves up to spirit saying like, okay. Surrender. Yeah. Spirit will say, okay, I see that you're hurting now. I have permission to come in and and help you heal. But if we just say, Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. We don't allow, we don't, we're not open and receptive for the healing, whether it's spiritual healing, whether it's emotional healing, whether it's physical healing, we have to admit that something's hurting. And most oftentimes we don't even, we don't even know that it's hurting until it's a point where it's like anxiety or depression but even in those like little moments of just not feeling a hundred percent, it's a beautiful moment to just be like, I love you. I have compassion for whatever it is that I'm feeling. And it's safe. It's safe to take a break. It's safe to rest, rest. You know, when we allow ourselves to rest and not be the hustle, like go, go, go superwoman. And we, we give ourselves permission to say like, I'm tired. Like I'm just tired. That to me is one of the, I, I respect that so much. And when someone asks That's definitely where I'm at right now of not shaming myself for feeling tired. Like I went to bed last night at 7.30. Oh, I love that. That's what I do in Costa Rica. I go to bed when it's the sunset. And yeah. when it's not lame at all, like it's just, I mean, we all do it there. A lot of us go to bed at around 8, 8.30, 9 o'clock. One of the reasons I love living there is we go to bed around the sunset, wake up around sunrise and our circadian rhythms reset. And there's no, there's no shaming around like, Oh, you're a grandma, like nothing like that. People are very. Yeah. I think for me, the shame is I see how hard my parents work Mm. and you know, and then I'm like, Oh, do I feel worthy of going to sleep at seven 30 when my parents are busting their ass off? You know? So that's definitely the big, you're impacting the world. And like, literally you can think is what I, I realize you Sabrina you can sleep for like a week or more and your work is ripple affecting through the world like your voice your podcast your messages you know people can I google sometimes I google Kriyas and your you come your website comes up as like the first or second and I'm like this is amazing I'm totally reading this one um your downloads are so beautiful and pure so it's really interesting that we think, and this is something I'm speaking to myself on. I love when I have these moments. I'm like, oh, this epiphany. And I'm like, I need to hear this too. I work so hard and I don't sleep as nearly as much as I'd like to. Some days I'm up late writing because I just channel and I download and I'm like, I just got to keep going. But the truth is we can sleep for like a week. And this goes for many of the listeners on this call. Like you don't have to work so hard because your work and your voice and your truth and your impact and your legacy is running while you sleep. 
So your aura is still working for you. When you create such an impenetrable aura and you've got this magnetic field that's just like it's out there, you carry you carry so much light that just because you're sleeping doesn't mean you're not working. Like your aura and your energetic body is still like, it's still beaming. Thank you for saying that. Yeah, sister. Because I, I, like I said, I had like 10 Kundalini activations yesterday. I even had like two this morning when I woke up. I went to sleep at 7.30 on Bud's birthday. I was like, sorry, but I'm going to sleep. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and he's he slept too. Don't let it fool you. And, oh. you know, and started my moon and just like feeling all the feels of like, who like, I know I'm on the precipice of something massive and I have to listen if my body's saying rest. And that goes for anyone. If your body is saying rest, there's something behind that. Yeah. Yeah. Because bigger things are coming are coming forth. Ooh, and you have to strengthen and you have to strengthen your nervous system. You have to strengthen your physical body to be able to sustain it. And there's more things happening behind the scenes than any of us can see. And so that's, again, where that trust comes and to that, listen to that guidance and to follow the intuition and to take care of ourselves and to honor what arises and to embrace it all. And so I just feel like like of all days, this would be, of course, the day I'm talking with you having this conversation because energetically I've been like oh fuck like I'm I'm on a ride right now you know and just to have like another sister here who I adore so much and I see you and like I said it's just so inspiring seeing you travel around and and listening to that guidance and and trusting and you know being so open about your healing journey like you're moving the masses so much and I just feel so grateful to have you as part of my circle I really do Fern I feel that all the time with you And I just like, I love you so much. And just seeing how you're helping people heal and you are going to these places to not only heal yourself, but as we've been talking about, create that ripple effect. It's been such a pleasure to be on this journey with you. Oh, thank you. I'm so, I'm so grateful that you've been here on this journey with me and you feel so like you've you know, that the work that I do when I travel is definitely, you summed it up perfectly. It's for myself, yet it also is healing collectively. And that, that's such a big gift because when I travel, I sometimes feel selfish, like, wow, I'm, you know, staying in this beautiful place or though my intention is always wherever I am to just let that be an inspiration, let that be of service. So the healing work that I do, I can share And if it empowers one person, two people, whatever it is to heal something within themselves, to heal their lineage, to heal their relationship with their ancestors, to heal the relationship with their children, it's like, my born or unborn, born or unborn. unborn. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, the children coming in this world right now are, are, are our guardians are they're They're changing the way that our that our planet is so that's a whole nother conversation um yeah i'm so grateful that so many moms reach out to me so many moms to be reach out to me and it's just the the greatest gift and i sometimes talk to their children and it's like the most the sweetest oh the sweetest conversation so i'm just very very grateful that i'm that i was chosen that my soul chose to to have this incarnation and i get to do this work so Yes. Oh, I love you. Well, I want to wrap up with a few lightning round sure. questions. 
Okay. What does sovereignty mean to you? Uh, sovereignty means, it means the truest sense of your, uh, your real self. It's, it's being completely free in who you are in every moment and living a life where you're guided by your intuition. You're guided by your soul. You don't need to think about the words that come through you. They just, you're just expressed. You're just, you're in that flow of expression. I love that. Okay. What author would you say would be one that really changed the trajectory of your life? Ooh, okay. I love what book? David Wolf's book. Um, well, he's got lots of the books on food, but there's the one that I, I I'm sitting on my suitcase now, so I can't, <laughs> I'm literally sitting on my suitcase. Um, <laughs> I can't find the book right now, but it's called, um, it's about manifestation. Look up David Wolf and... So you would say he would be the author that's yeah, really that, shifted a lot for you. Got, he's got a book that completely changes the way that you attract and manifest. And it's just so high vibrational. I highly, highly recommend it. It just like unlocks the secrets of the universe. It's magnificent. Check it out. Amazing. What are you, what is part of your intention for coming into 2020 in this decade? Mm, okay. It's all about listening. It is listening to my guides, listening to my ancestors, listening to my own soul, my intuition, spirit, source. And also besides listening, it's also patience because throughout my life, I've always rushed. I was a premature baby. I was six weeks early. I've always wanted to like hurry up and get there, hurry up and get the result, hurry up and graduate, hurry up and get the job, hurry up and leave the job, hurry up and leave the country, hurry up and like fall in love. And, and that now I'm realizing, wait, there's a reason why things go slowly. Sometimes, you know, there's a relationship. There's a reason why relationships evolve. And there's a reason why, you know, the time doesn't just happen. So, so fast, you don't just get the prize. So I'm one of my intentions is to be patient, to listen, to lean back into my feminine. I, that's where I love to be. I love to be in my feminine receptive in the flow. So to be patient and not be in the masculine energy that I, I tend to go into with my work and with relationship. I'm, I'm going to stay in the feminine and just be in my clamshell and then just sit back and watch, watch the king come in and be like, oh, hey, there you are. I thought about it. I thought you were coming. All right, now show me. I'm here, you know, and and same with with work and my and my, you know, how I manifest. I've already set the intentions, the universe, the angels know how I want to live my life. So now it's time for me to, I really feel in my heart, the, the clients, those who I collaborate with, will they feel, they already feel drawn to this work. And I'm not a seller. I'm not a hustler. I'm just like, I'm, I'm so in the space of my heart that I'm magnetic, magnetic, that I've done the Kriyas, right? I've done the, I've done it. And now I'm just, okay, I'm going to lean back into my feminine and breathe. Fill up your cup and do you and watch what happens. And have this like sweet nectar of the energy of the ocean that I'm near and really live in each present moment 
from a very playful state and just watch with wonder, watch with big eyes. Wow, this is unfolding for me. I don't have to do, I don't have to keep doing, I'm going to be. I love that. What animal totem would you say has been guiding you a lot lately? Oh my gosh, this is crazy. So <laughs> a snake, a serpent. So I'm reading the Magdalene Manifest. Yes. And I was in Greece on a hike and I was wearing this, you might've seen it on my story that day. I was wearing this like leopardy, not leopardy print, it was snakeskin print top. Um, and that day I said, I want to see a snake in Greece. Like I'm reading the Magdalene manuscript and I, I'm reading about the serpent energy. I really want to call in snake energy. I want to see a snake. I'm not scared of snakes. And so I was walking on this hike barefoot the whole time. And the guide, they hike all the time. They're like, you're walking barefoot. This is miles. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I live in Costa Rica. Like, Dude, I don't wear shoes. I don't know what shoes are. <laughs> and we're walking through the canyon. Watch me. And um, it's all pretty much water through the canyon, like up to our head. You have to carry your backpack on your head. It felt like I was in Africa in a past life. Like It was amazing. Um, and we're just walking through and we get to the end of the hike. There were no snakes in the water. At one point I was like, what if there's a snake? But I didn't really think about it. And then I would get up and we're walking the trail windy, windy, hilly trail. And I'm in front of the group at this point and I'm chanting my mantras and I'm just, and then I'm still barefoot. And I look down right in front of me. There's a viper. (laughs) And it was the same color as my shirt. It was the black and white scaly. Beautiful. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm like, I stop and I'm just like, wow, I'm such a good manifester. I manifested you. And the rest of the group came up and they're like, oh my God, that's a viper. That Don't get too close. Don't get too close. And I was just like, I was just like so stoked that I manifested a viper. <laughs> and then, well, I love that. And then yesterday there was a silver snake on a, a trail that I was on too. So I was hiking here in Portugal and there was this, I was hiking with this guy that I had just met and I was just telling him about my manifestations and how I manifested a snake. And then all of a sudden, the silver snake crossroad is right in front of us. And I was like, this is so cool. I was like, so yeah, I'm seeing that. I'm seeing a lot of black cats. And I have a black cat in Costa Rica. Mm. And that's a sign of transformation and change. So that's cool, too. Yes. Well, the snake is my logo. So, and I was, I am the year of the snake in Chinese astrology. You're my spirit animal. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What would you say to younger Fern? I love you. And you don't have to work so hard. And you really are just divine. You're a goddess. And you don't have to wait for someone to tell you that. You already know it. Yeah. You already know it. You are it. Yes. And you have a, you talked, you mentioned it, but you have your cosmic truth mm. yoga retreat, Kundalini yoga retreat and Reiki certification in Greece in May, 2020. Oh my gosh. Thanks for mentioning that. I'm just so excited yeah. because I was just in Greece. So I actually didn't know I was planning a retreat in Greece until I got to Greece and I was hosted at this beautiful retreat center and the man who owns the space, he's very handsome and ladies, this 
you know, I know you want to learn Reiki and Kundalini yoga, but he's going to cook all our meals for us. And he's a kite surfer and he owns this beautiful villa in Greece. So just come for the eye candy. I mean, he's a sweetheart. He's a sweet, sweet, sweetheart. And um, he's from Greece. His mom makes this amazing marmalade jam. Um, he's going to make everything gluten-free and vegan for us. And I'm helping with the menu to make sure everything is thyroid yoga approved and really good for your metabolism and your adrenals. And it's filled with life and colors. And then it's right on the beach and overlooking this beautiful, the, the yoga room, the yoga shala overlooks the hills. And it's that like quintessential white houses with the orange roof sunset up there it's like it's paradise and I didn't know I was going to come to Greece to guide a retreat in May 2020 I was just there and I had the download and I was like well what am I going to offer you know what's coming through me right now and what's coming through me is I know all of these energy tools for healing it's a blend of Reiki I just became a Reiki master recently and I found so much joy in giving attunements and helping people open up their crown chakra to receiving this, this energy healing. And then also Qigong and Tai Chi intuitive healing and all of these different ways of breath work, Kundalini yoga that we can tap into our truth. So cosmic truth is really opening up our multidimensional self to receive energy and retreat. What I'm really excited about my heart, my soul is calling in these individuals and maybe listening, you might be like, that's me, who feels ready to ascend to that level where you're so intuitive that you're not scared of the dreams and the premonitions. You're not scared of the signs your body's telling you or when you hear things and you can you can use this information to help yourself manifest and to help yourself and others to heal. And, um, I'm really incredibly excited because it's the first time I've ever offered something like this. And I just, I wish something like this was around when I was going through the, the times where I just didn't understand. And I was scared about how, how sensitive I am, you know, how empathic I am. I just didn't know how to deal with it. I didn't know how to have energetic boundaries. I didn't know how to clear my aura or, um, or talk to my healing guides or my spirit guides. You know, I, I didn't even know I had a spirit, like a healing guide that could actually do a Christ force healing on me. I didn't know that that existed. And now I can, I can help others give Christ force healings to themselves. I mean, that's, this has to be shared. So I'm really excited. Yes. So you can check out more in the links in the show notes. You can check out thyroid.yoga slash Greece, right? And slash Greece. Yeah, but you can find it if you just go to thyroid yoga. You find that and this podcast and everything. Yeah, and then you can save $222 when you use the code SOVEREIGN. So yeah. go check out my my lady here, Fern. And is there any other like download that's coming through that for this listener that's tuning into this episode right now that mm-hmm. you just want to share? Any other downloads? Um, I just, there's a little paper in front of me from... Uh, it was from one of the yoga festivals. I just have a bunch of little papers on my desk and it says, carry that glow wherever you go. So that's the message I'm supposed to tell you, carry that glow wherever you go. So that radiance, that inner, that inner smile that you have someone in your life today could really use it. So share with someone, even if you're at home by yourself right now, share 
you know, DM somebody that you find inspirational or, or, or send a note to your mom or to your grandmother or, you know, to your, your sister somewhere in the world that, um, you see their glow and that you, you, um, you really are grateful for them. It's going to, it's going to change the world. Mm, I love you, lady. Thank you so much for sharing all your medicine and your truth and your radiance and your glow here. And I just, like I said, I just appreciate you so much. And I always love catching up with you because it just feels like it's right where we oh, left no. off last time. And, and in your guys' just, that's nonfest with your macadamia nut milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she was hanging out with me I was like come on let me make you some some tea yeah so, amazing. Yes. you had the most amazing tent you're like come to my tent and I'm like whoa who camps like this you're like this isn't my first rodeo I live like this oh, <laughs> oh yeah my glamping tent for sure yeah I know I love I'm very selective on whose energy I'm like hey come on in. come check it's out amazing. the zen <laughs> <bin> here <laughs> Well, I love you. And it's just been so amazing to see this journey that you're you've been embarking on. And, you know, like every time I see you, you're just radiating Mm -hmm. so much more and more and more stepping into your truth. So thank you, love, for being you. And thank you for for sharing your truth so unapologetically. I appreciate you so much that I know Mm -hmm. there's you've been such a pioneer about speaking up about the thyroid. And that's something I've been navigating through for years now and so again i just really appreciate you for your truth and your medicine and your radiance and just you being you oh thank you thank you i love you i love you and thank you everyone for tuning in go check out fern on instagram at fern olivia all the things you can check in the show notes but we appreciate you we thank you for being on this journey with us and go out there and shine your truth unapologetically and really allow yourself to reclaim your innocence we love you so much thank you again take care sat down thanks so much for tuning into this powerful episode of the sovereign society podcast To keep this conversation flowing, I invite you to join us over at the Sovereign Society private Facebook group and to follow us over at Sovereign Society Podcast on Instagram. If you want to keep up with me, subscribe to my YouTube channel where you can watch these episodes and so much more. I welcome you to come on over and say hey on Instagram at Sabrina Riccio. And if you love these conversations, please support the podcast by subscribing and leaving a rating and review on iTunes. To share the love, all you got to do is search Sovereign Society Podcasts. And of course, if you're ready for more, stay tuned for next week because I've got a whole new episode coming your way. Take care. Satnam.